Welcome to Lunch with Biggie, a podcast about small business and creatives sharing their stories and inspiring you. Today, my guest is a great example of entrepreneurship and making opportunity happen, as well as living life to the fullest. I can't wait for you to learn more about my friend and owner of Klondike Electric Bicycles and Klondike Gift Supplies in Alaska. Uh, please welcome my friend, Nicole Goodman. How's it going, Nicole? Great. It's good to see you. Good to chat with you. Um, it's always nice to be able to connect with people from back home, um, being so far away. Um, so I appreciate you having me on. No, this is great. This is great. Well, since it is my lunch break, um, and obviously I, I have lots of questions to ask and I'm, and I'm having lunch. Um, what would you say is like your go-to or your favorite sandwich before we start all this? Hands down grilled cheese. I am a classic sandwich girl. I love my grilled cheese on sourdough with some good Tillamook cheddar cheese. Mm, yeah, that's that you definitely hit that. Um, so no, no, that's, I love it. So I know we have limited time and you have, you have, I have quite a bit of information and questions I want to ask you, um, about. So, so just to kind of recap, and I'm going to tell you what I know, and then I kind of want you to be able to fill in some spots for me and kind of give me a little bit of insight. So when I met you and George in, in Orlando, Florida, you currently owned, you had at that time you were owning, or you were, I, how I met you was through a food truck. You guys owned a food truck, a breakfast food truck called local yokel. And then you also had a small business also called gift gifted enchantment enrichment, um, was the other one, which was like vintage sales and rentals. So, um, and obviously that's how I, I, that's how I initially know you is through the food truck. So, but then all of a sudden you closed up all that and you guys said, Hey, we're closing everything up and we're going to sell everything and we're moving to Alaska. So I kind of want to have, I kind of want to have a few minutes just to kind of get to that point of like, where, where the heck, how did that go from that to, to that? Sure. Um, well, you know, our venture into the food truck world was one of those where it was like, I was in a job that was pretty miserable <laughs> and someone came to me and said, Hey, we've got this food truck concept. Um, we're building out food trucks. We'd like to basically, um, fit one for you guys and you guys can make payments for the truck and all this good stuff. And, and George and I were really into food trucks and thought, well, why not? We love breakfast. So let's go ahead and do it. Um, neither one of us had any food experience. So that just kind of gives you a, a glimpse into how crazy we are, that we jumped full force into this food truck world. Um, and we did it for three years. Um, it was great experience. We worked our butts off. It's nonstop work. Um, and what I realized from that experience is that if I could run that business and do well with it, that I could do anything because that was probably going to be the hardest thing that I'd ever done in my entire life. Um, so one day George and I decided we're going to sell this truck. Um, and we had just come to a point in our life where we wanted to, to do something different and we wanted to travel more. Um, and we sold the truck. And I remember that Saturday after we sold the truck, we would normally be at the Winter Park Farmers Market at four o'clock in the morning getting ready. And we were like, it was like 10 o'clock in the afternoon. And we were just like walking around our neighborhood. And it was like, oh my gosh, this is what it's like to have a life again. Um, <laughs> and it was just a, a very freeing experience. So while the food truck was a great catalyst for us, it was something that it was time for us to move on. 
um, during that time that my mom, during that we had the trek, my mom had been very ill um, and she ended up passing away um, right before we were scheduled to go on a trip to Alaska. And we came to Alaska anyway, because my father was like, Nicole, you've got to go. Your mom would want you to go on this trip. And so we came to Alaska and I don't know if it was because of that experience um, or just because of the magnitude of the state, we just fell in love with it. And we knew that one day we had to get back here. We didn't know when it was going to be, how it was going to be. Um, but the following year, we ended up going on a cruise and we met a young couple um, who was um, working on, we, let's just put it this way. We were on a princess cruise, average age of people on there is higher than our age. And there was a young couple that was like 20s. And I was like, how in the world did they end up on this ship? We have to find out. So we started talking to them and they actually worked for the cruise lines here in Alaska. Um, He was a tour bus driver. And George at the time was still driving a bus at Disney. And so we got home from that trip and George was like, why don't we go drive? Why don't I go drive a bus in Alaska? Um, and literally six months later, we were here. Um, and it started off seasonally where we were here for, um, I think the first year, maybe like five months. And then he got hired on to be a trainer. And so then we were here six months and then seven months and eight months. And then we decided, okay, it's time to commit and to, to buy a house here and start a business. And that's how Klondike Bikes kind of became. Wow. So th- that, and I act funny because I, as you were telling the story, I remember seeing all these things on social media. Um, you guys writing about that, like, oh, we're staying longer or we're coming or we're going to be back in town. Um, I also remember when you initially did it, you guys had um, you guys would drive it from Florida to Alaska and you guys would have your pit stops um, and stay. And, and it was uh, it truly was amazing um, to be able to see that. Um, I'm kind of curious, though, how like. So my first question is this, because, you know, obviously we're talking, you're talking food truck to now talking electric bike. Um, So my first question is, do you have like, do you have a family? Like, is is there like a, in your family, does it run entrepreneurship run in your family? Yes, it definitely does. My dad was an entrepreneur from the get go. He did everything you can imagine. And I think, you know, now I've been actually recently just tracing my ancestry roots and like my grandparents and, you know, on my dad's side, they were like, they made tuxedos in New York. And, you know, so it's definitely something that my family, you know, we're a long line of business people. And I think that that's where George and I make a good balance because I'm typically the one that comes up with the crazy idea. And he's like, okay, this is what we need to do to put it into action. Um, although I do have to say that the electric bikes was his crazy idea. Um, and so we just knew that it was a niche that wasn't in the area and figured that this was a, a good thing um, at the time. You know, when you're creating a business, you think, where where is our market? Who's going to be our customers? And living in Skagway, Alaska, we have 1.2 million cruise ship passengers every year. So we thought this is a no brainer. We've got a built-in audience. There's no way that we can't be successful in this business. Um, And then the world stopped. Um, And so we literally had um, got got our business license, signed our lease on our building um, in September of 2019. And, we were scheduled to open May 1st, 2020, because our season is May to October here in Alaska. So everyone works really, really hard for about six months with like no sleep, <laughs> no time off. And then you have six months off. So um, we were ready to get started. Um, and then COVID happened. And here we are, a brand new business in town. And there's not a single visitor coming to Skagway, Alaska. 
Um, and so it was like, wow, what do we do now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, no. you know, a, a lot of businesses were in that same situation. Um, but really being a, a startup, it was really kind of a, a real blow to us. No, and I can I can imagine with that. But then at the same time, you know, obviously based on your, I would say your entrepreneurial spirit, but at the same time, also kind of like thinking, I know you've kind of, you guys have pivoted. So I know that there's, there's Klondike gift supply. And then I also know that you're doing also Northwind social media um, as well. So like, is that kind of how the pivot went? Like you, you know, and, and tell me a little bit about those, um, how you decided to go and pivot that way, even though, even though at the same time, obviously we still have, you still have Klondike electric bikes. Sure. So, you know, George and I, everything is based on travel for us. Everything in our lives ends up being, you know, something that we experienced on a trip somewhere. Um, we had gone to Maine um, several years ago and we walked into this gift shop that we fell in love with. Like we knew that one day we were going to own a gift shop like that. And we had originally talked about opening one up in Central Florida when we were down there. Um, and we knew that someday that would happen. And so with this Klondike electric bikes, we have this beautiful retail space. Um, and we thought eventually, once we get the business going, we'll go ahead and start building a retail shop. Well, unfortunately for us, literally, I think we went from having probably 1.2 million cruise ship passengers to maybe there were a hundred visitors last year and that would be a lot. So um, we did have some people that came into town and they rented bikes, but we knew that we weren't going to be able to survive on that. So um, basically what I did is I just started really small and I bought a little bit in inventory. I found some, um, our whole basis is, you know, most of our shop is uh, Alaskan made stuff. So um, I just found some um, artists in the area and I bought some merchandise and I just bought a little bit. And then once I made a little bit of money and sold some of that stuff, then I bought a little bit more. And then I bought a little bit more and I bought a little bit more. And now we've gotten to the point where we have over 25 Alaskan artists that are represented in our shop. Um, and then we also have, um, you know, just fun, cool gift stuff because a lot of the stores here are, they cater to uh, tourists. And so it's all, you know, Skagway t-shirts and all that kind of stuff that people want to take back to their family members. But there's not like, there wasn't, there was something missing. You know, if you wanted to go buy your friend a gift, um, there wasn't a place to do that. And so we built that niche for us here. Um, and then as I did that, I taught myself how to build a website, create an online store, do all that kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, like I mentioned, we had a built-in audience here in Skagway and, and then these other businesses in the area, um, they, they never had to do social media really because people were coming anyway. And so um, a lot of people don't know how to use it. They don't know how it can benefit them. But I found that it was huge to our success in our store, even just locally here, being able to post every day and say, hey, look what we got in the shop today. Look what's here today. You know, come shop with us. We're open. Um, and people were coming in because they're seeing me post on a regular basis. Um, and so with that, I decided you know what, I'm, I have a skill that I can help other people with. And that's how I just recently started Northwind Social Media so that I can help other businesses in the area. And I've got, um, I'm working on a website for someone here in town. And then I've also just got a contract to do some social media for another business. So, um, it, you know, I'm just starting it, but there's definitely a need. Um, and my background from those food truck days is really what taught me this. Now I look back at my food truck 
social media. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it was so bad <laughs> because I didn't know what I was doing. But, yeah. you know, technology's gotten better. Cameras have gotten better. My photography has gotten better. Um, and being able to connect with people has, has become so much easier. And so I figure I can help others by doing um, the social media aspect as well. Yeah. So definitely I, I laughed to myself because I actually heard, um, this is going to sound crazy, but like, I actually was like, I Googled before, before, um, last night when I was prepping for, for our conversation and there's this rap song by this old, old rap song by cool Modi was the name, but his rap was called, I go to work. And all I did was I thought of you, like that was to me, my theme song for you because of the fact that like, you know, you have so many different layers and you basically are like, Hey, I, I have a skill. I can use this for this. Um, I can, you know, I can do photography, um, for off the beaten, you know, off the beaten path. And I can do, I could sell my photography of Alaska. And then, which is, I know originally kind of how it started. Um, you were selling some of your stuff. That's how you actually, when you were working, when you guys first moved down there, you were selling some of your art as well as also working in a gift shop. But then at the same time, it's kind of amazing to see how you've, you know, you're almost through the journey. You've learned things on the way, and then you've just kept adding, adding new, adding new, new tools and new skills to your tool belt, basically. You know what I mean? So it's, uh, it's, it's really amazing to see that. And then to see like having the open-mindedness and understanding to be able to pivot, um, you know, that you're able to do other things and say, well, I can do this and now I can go do this. Um, because, you know, come on, let's face it, electric bikes, like, that's you know, George came up with that, but then it's like, you guys had to figure all that out and be like, Oh, I'm going to run a business that does this. You know what I mean? Yep, for sure. And I think that, um, you know, I, I think about it and I, this is my first full winter up here in Alaska. I'm a Florida girl born and raised winter park. I went to college at Rollins. I did not leave central Florida until I came to Alaska. I figured if I'm going to move, I'm going to go big, you know? Um, but I figured this is my first winter here. I'm going to read a lot of books. I'm going to watch a lot of TV. I'm going to do puzzles. I'm going to learn some crafts. <laughs> None of that happened. What happened was, is I started to take classes and I was, you know, learning more about social media and I was teaching myself web design and I was figuring out how to grow my online store and how to um, find products that were going to be a good niche for the people here, but also that people that come to visit Skagway are going to want to buy too. And so I just really worked hard this winter on um, learning new things. And I figured that it's, it, that's only going to help me. So all of that crafting and the books that I bought and all that stuff is still sitting there. And I, I figure when I finally take a vacation, when I'm able to travel again, I'll bring my books along with me. But for now, I'm just going to work hard because that's, yeah. that's, no one's going to do it for me. I have to do it for myself. Exactly. And then how, out of curiosity, how are the, the local, how are the local makers, um, reacting to the fact that you're doing this, because obviously what you're doing is very, something very different, like you said, than what they're accustomed to. Um, how are they reacting to something like that? Like, Oh, you want to buy my stuff to, to then sell it somewhere else? Like how does, how are they, what's their reaction to that? It's been amazing. I think that, you know, the people up here in Alaska, the, the state is so big. I mean, I think that's another thing that people don't realize is that, you know, the state of Alaska, if you were to take it and put it in the center of the of the United States, it covers almost the whole thing. Um, and so there's people up in Anchorage that, you know, have these really great products and that people here down in Skagway don't ever get to see because they're, you know, it's so far away. It's literally 
if you were to drive from here to Anchorage, it would be 18 hours in the car. Um, and you can't do it right now because the border is closed. So we can't even drive it if we want to. Um, and so being able to connect with those makers and, and just finding really great products and they then lead me to other people. Um, and it's just been like, a really great experience. I mean, even like George has gotten into it where he's like, Ooh, we need some manly products. Let's find some beard oils and stuff that are made here in Alaska. And so he went on a search for that type of stuff. So um, the response has been really, really great. Um, and I think that we've got a really good mix of, of items in the shop that people are excited about. And um, we're really, we've been really fortunate. There's a, a group of like a couple in, that lives in Alaska that has a pretty big social media following because they do a lot of travel with Disney and people love Disney, you know, um, and they started a thing called Shop 49th. And that shop 49th is highlighting businesses here in Alaska. And they chose our business as one of the businesses to feature this month. And so we've gotten sales based on that from their followers from all over the country, which has been a really, really cool experience. No, that's, that's phenomenal. I was going to ask you about that because I had seen that on your social um, with that. Uh, Nicole, what advice would you give someone who has a passion to start something or has an idea What's, you know, what's your, what would be your advice or, or thoughts to share with them? Don't wait until you're ready. You're never going to be ready. It's like when you think about when you're, you know, going to have kids and you're like, oh, we're not ready for this. You're never going to be ready. It's always a new experience and you have to be willing to just jump into something um, and really take a hold of it full force um, because, you know, it's part of who you are. I mean, it's part of who I am anyway. Um, but you just have to be willing to take that chance. Don't be afraid because the worst thing that could happen is that you don't, you fail in some way, but that's just going to teach you for the next thing that you do. Um, and so you can't be afraid to fall. You just have to get up and keep going. Um, and just like with the pandemic happening, I mean, we couldn't control that. What was our greatest asset and having 1.2 million visitors turned out to be our, our greatest weakness because once those people couldn't come, um, our business was set to fail. Um, and so you can't be scared. You just have to do it and you have to be willing to take the chance. Yeah. Do you have a, do you, do you and George have like a motto uh, that you guys live by, by any chance? Um, I don't know if we have a, a motto per se, but I would say that we're definitely, um, it's all about finding balance with each other. You know, I think that we're like a good yin and yang partnership. And so I think that it's funny whenever I say, hey, George, I'm going to buy this or I'm going to try this. He always says to me that maybe this is our motto. We've spent money on stupider things than that. So go for it. You know, if, if we if I want to spend like, you know, $50 on something that may potentially help our business, he's like, you know what, we've we've done you know, things that are more stupid than that. So go ahead and do it. Um, and, and being willing to, to go out there. Now he, I will tell you that he is Mr. Frugal. So he is like, that's where I mean, we're the, we're the balance, like the perfect balance for each other. Um, and so we just kind of complement each other. Um, but just do it. <laughs> no. And I think that's, that's really a good point though, because like, you know, the fact that he, you know, the fact that you guys have been able to do what you do, having someone where let's say one's the dream, 
one's kind of like you guys balance each other out. But at the same time, the fact that you both are willing to say, let's hold hands and let's just jump in feet first um, is is a really, really, really big. I mean, um, you know, and I've you know, you and I have kind of had some conversations about this and I've and I've talked about this on previous episodes of the podcast. Like I sometimes obviously in based on where I my current situation, you know, I am never really. I've never really jumped with Deli Fresh Shreds feet, you know, all, all in. Um, and, but I also know that, and, you know, and you can correct me if I'm wrong based on this thought process. For me, I've never jumped all in just because of the fact that I've never really felt that there was a market big enough or I haven't seen enough sales to warrant me to kind of think that. Um, so, it, but it's a, that's a double edged sword. And I'd, you know, I'd be kind of curious what your thoughts are on that because that's like a double edged sword in the sense that, some people may say, Hey, I don't want to, I don't want to do this because I'm not seeing it. But at the same time, maybe because you're not putting all your, in, your time into it to make it happen. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I definitely, I definitely can see your point in that it is a double-edged sword. I think that, you know, when, before we made the decision that we were going to come up to Alaska, we played it very safe. Even the whole time that we had our food truck, I was working part-time um, George was still working full-time at Disney and we were running a food truck full-time. We weren't, we were too scared to make that total commitment. And one of the reasons was because of insurance, you know, what happens if you leave both of your jobs and then you don't have medical insurance that is so important. And I think that as a society, we get so stuck in that, that we're afraid to take that jump because we don't want to, you know, miss out on that type of stuff. But once we did it, and once we started looking into, okay, this is what we're going to do, we realized that, you know, there were insurance options for us. And actually, we, you know, have better insurance now than we did before, you know, we're paying less money. It's really crazy how the world works out, you know, you just never know, but you have to be willing to take that chance. But there's always that thing in the back of your head that's like, Hey, you know, I've got a family to support. What happens if, you know, if this doesn't work out? Um, and I think that, you know, if you're able to take that time and to grow your business, then you'll see momentum. Um, but I can understand that it is a scary, scary thing. Um, we have been very fortunate in that, you know, even during this crazy time, we've lived in a community that's been very supportive of us, you know, and coming to shop and, and coming to spend money locally. Um, but it could have gone a totally different way. And you just have to be willing to take that chance. And it's hard. Um, and sometimes I'm like, Oh, man, what did we do? <laughs> what have we done? Um, but at the end of the day, when I see, you know, people excited about the, our store, or, you know, what we're doing, then it, it to me, it makes it worth it. No, no, it totally makes sense with that. Um, funny story about the the fact. So a few things. One, um, because of Nicole and George, that's actually the reason why we we ended up. And she actually, once again, another one, figuring out ways of how she can uh, make herself useful and um, have opportunities. She was actually my travel agent to get me set up so that we can actually go on a trip. And my family, uh, along with another family, uh, we all, it was my 15 year anniversary gift. And we all decided um, both families, they were also doing 15 years. We all decided to do uh, a trip to Alaska. Um, and we got to go to, uh, to experience Alaska, do an Alaskan cruise. Uh, and it was probably one of the most amazing trips. A lot of it helped because we would see Nicole's pictures and, uh, and just be like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Uh, and, and, 
I'd laugh because sometimes people would say like, you're going to go to Alaska. Isn't that where old people go? And I'm like, no, man, it's beautiful. I'm like, I just want to experience it. And, uh, and it was amazing because since you guys had so much insight on everything, since you guys live there, um, it was really amazing to be able to, to, to see, you know, see Alaska and through my own eyes, not just through your photography. Um, and at the same time, be able to, you know, experience, get a taste of it, obviously on via, via a cruise ship. Absolutely. You know, the crazy thing is I'm a photographer. So to me, pictures are so important, but I will tell any person that asks that a picture of Alaska is not doing it justice. Even the best pictures of Alaska do not do it justice. It is the most beautiful place. And we've traveled all, we've been to all 50 states. We completed our 50th state this year. Um, and we've been all over the world. Um, it's still the most beautiful place I've ever been. It's just, there's something magical about this place. And, you know, we're really, as a community, Community and as a state trying to get people to come and visit here this year, because um, even though cruise ships aren't coming here, you can fly in. There's ferries that'll get you to the smaller towns like Skagway. Um, and it's really a great time to come because A, there's not going to be 1.2 million people in town that you're fighting with. Um, there's wide open spaces. Our communities, are, there was an article that just came out that said our our community is the number one uh, vaccinated county in all of the United States. Um, wow. So, you know, we're doing things right up here and we're ready to welcome people back and we want people to come and visit and see this amazing place um, because it's truly, truly special. I mean, it got me to leave Florida. I'm, like I said, yeah. born and raised um, and here I am. And I, I, the first night that I got here when we decided to move up here, I was like, I'm home. This is where I'm supposed to be. That's awesome. And I think what's also amazing and, and I'm, and I'm obviously looking at it in a positive way. I really do feel that at the end, once we get over this hump and, and people start traveling again, the fact that you, what you've already been able to, because of you thinking ahead and thinking of ways of being able to do things. Um, I really do think it's, 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 it's awesome because you, you now will have, you'll have your, Klondike electric bicycles, you know, going for that for the tourists, but then you also have the other side where you'll actually be able to, you know, you be able to actually do selling and you've already established that. So that'll just keep building momentum. Um, you know, so I think that is, uh, is really impressive if you think about it in the sense that you kind of, you know, a lot of times people talk about how the pandemic has been horrible, but there's a lot of people who, if they put, you know, they put their head down and they just say, we're going to figure out new ways and I'm going to pivot properly and figure out ways almost like kind of like a tree branch like you're just gonna you're building you know you're building from your tree and you're basically growing from it and at the end of the day i really do think that it's going to be one of those things where um it's going to be an amazing amazing opportunity for you once the pandemic ends and people start traveling you'll have already created this you know this uh this you know world of people being able to know who you are and uh and at the same time you know it'll be uh it'll be amazing for it so i'm, I'm excited for you guys we're excited for that too. I mean, we we kind of feel like we're we're the lucky ones because um, we don't really have anything to compare it to. I feel bad for a lot of the larger businesses here that have had really tremendous years and then got hit really hard last year. Um, we don't have that to compare it to. So anything is going to be better than what we did last year. <laughs> and so yeah. we can continue to build on. And it's just once the bikes get going, I know that it's just going to be, a, you know, a great success because they're so much fun and it's a great way to get around town. And so we're, re we're really excited about that. 
So when you do the bikes, the, the situation with the bikes, cause I mean, they're really nice bikes and obviously being electric and everything, is it like the, is the cost get kind of crazy because you're shipping stuff to Alaska? Um, you know, or there's like, was there a local company that somehow, you know what I mean? Like how, how did that go about when you're doing all that? So everything biggie is difficult when it comes to getting things to Alaska. I mean, just the simplest things we have, um, you know, there's items that we want to get from uh, the grocery store in Juneau that we can't get here in Skagway. And we have to order it on Instacart and then it gets brought to seaplanes. And then from seaplanes, it gets sent to us here in Skagway. Well, we've had a bout of bad weather. Like literally it took my groceries 10 days to get here from Juno because the snow was so bad they couldn't fly or the wind was so bad they couldn't fly. So everything, you always have to plan ahead. So with the bikes, we um, actually had them sent to a freight company in Seattle, Washington, and then they were set up on a barge um, that comes up here on a weekly basis. And so um, we just had them, you know, consolidated on a freight service and that, that made it easier and um, it was cheaper than having, like, for example, if the company that we bought them from shipped one bike to us, it probably would have been, or no, I think for two bikes, it was going to be like $400 to ship it up here. We did our first two bikes before we decided to open the business. We bought two bikes to try it and see how it was. Um, and I think with the freight service, it was like $150. You know what I mean? So it was yeah. a fraction of the cost. Um, so by doing that, and so a lot of people that have stores up here will do that where they'll have everything just sent to Seattle and then it'll get sent up. People do that with their cars. They do it with their furniture. I mean, everything is... It's so like, it's a totally different way of life up here. You just, you know, you have to adapt and you have, we were watching something the other day and George was like, do you think people would just die if they came up here and had to deal with like the fact that it took us 10 days to get our groceries or like our, one of our cars has, um, is broke down right now. And so we had to order a part from Juno and it's been like four days and just whenever the weather's good, it'll get here. <laughs> it's just a crazy wow. thing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's truly insane and and definitely something to be able to be adaptable and at the same time a different just a totally different thought process because you're right we live in a world where you know you order something on amazon you need it you order it on amazon and you get it the next day and and that's not obviously uh, mother nature sometimes doesn't allow that to happen so uh yeah definitely uh very interesting what um if i guess what are some things that you wish you knew or that you would tell yourself if you were, if you were to like, you know, if you could, if you can, if you could, based on what you've experienced, um, you know, like if you could tell yourself anything like, Hey, in the future, this is what I would do. Like, and do you have any tips or anything that you would, uh, you know, think life lessons that you've learned, um, in your journey of, of, as you're building your, you know, your entrepreneurial life, um, and building businesses, is there anything that you've learned that, or life lessons or, you know, or anything that you want to share or that you think people would, uh, would be, be relevant for them? Sure. I think that what I would share to people is to be open, um, be open to new experiences and to trying something different. Um, you know, I, in my, I always say in my past life, I was a director of career services for a college and that's what I did for a large portion of my career. You know, I went to college and then this is what I was, this was the path that I was on. Um, and it wasn't until I started doing volunteer work that that led me to a 
working for a nonprofit. And then that led me to the food truck and, and all these different things. I mean, I've done a little bit of everything. I've worked for a politician. I've done nonprofit work. I've worked in retail. Um, and every little thing that I've done has given me skills that have helped me in my business life, in, in growing my own business. And so I think sometimes people are like, oh, no, I can't do that. Or no, I, I, I don't want to try that because it's different than something I've done before. But I would say do it because you're, I mean, if I never took that step to own a food truck, I mean, I learned so much. Like, like I said, if I can do that, I could do anything. That's how I felt about it. But it's because I was willing to take that step. I honestly thought when we started this, the local yokel that George was going to be cooking and I was going to be sitting in the window, being all happy and cheery with everyone. And somehow I'm the one that got stuck on the griddle cooking. <laughs> um, and I, it's some, like if my mom was alive now, she would probably be like, I can't believe you did that. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah. you have to be willing to take a chance and do something that, that takes you outside of your box. No, I think that's a, that's a great, uh, definitely a great tip. And, and definitely, I think so important to be able to have, and, and you're definitely an, an amazing example to, to show, to showcase that idea and that thought process, especially, uh, it's funny because Kristen and I, um, were talking before and, you know, as we were driving and I was asked thinking of like, Oh, what do you think I should ask Nicole? I was like, her number one thing was like, she's like, I can't wait to hear like what the heck made him go from Alaska to, to Florida, you know, from Florida to Alaska. And I was like, yeah, I'm like, it'll be a, it'll be very, very interesting. Um, well, if you can do me a favor, you know, the floor is yours. Um, you know, obviously tell folks where they can find you, uh, where they can support you, where they can see the cool Alaska, you know, photography as well as Alaska products, um, as well as also when they come and take a trip to Alaska, um, on a cruise ship, um, where they can see you and as well, maybe rent a bike. Um, by all means, floor is yours. Plug away, please. Awesome. So we are located in Skagway, Alaska. Um, our website is klondikebikes.com. You can get to our Klondike gift supply website from that site. Um, as I mentioned before, we've got over 25 Alaskan artists that we showcase on there um, and some just fun gifts. We wanted to include things that we love in our shop as well. Um, and so uh, that's one way that you can find us. We also have Off Your Beaten, my Off Your Beaten Path um, offyourbeatenpath.com is my website for my photography. And, um, I have photographs for sale. I have, I sell my prints from some of my travel from Florida, from Alaska. Um, but I also do family photography and food photography and product photography. So if you're in Alaska on a vacation and you want to get pictures taken, not on the cruise ship, I can do that for you too. Um, and then, like I mentioned before, I've started my social media business and that's northwindsocialmedia.com. And I have all sorts of different packages available through there where I can do social media management. I can help build websites. We can do brand logos. We can do photography. We can do coaching. Whatever you need, we'll meet you where you're at. And that's it. And and she does, you know, and so many other things. If you need travel arrangements, I'm pretty sure she can work on that because she did that for me. So um, she does it all, folks. Um, that's our show for today. 
Thank you so much, Nicole Goodman, for uh, for being on the show and for having lunch with me. Definitely make sure to check them out online. I'm going to put all that information, all the different ways that you can find her on my uh, the show notes. So you'll definitely be able to see clickable links there. Um, so definitely, uh, by all means, definitely check her out. And especially if you're in Alaska, definitely go visit them. Um, if you enjoyed the show, definitely make sure to subscribe, um, rate it, rank it, do whatever you feel that you need to do. Tell your friends about it. Um, if you want to support me, definitely check out my brand, Delhi Fresh Threads, um, and do some shopping and tell your friends. Um, thank you so much. And till next time, definitely keep eating sandwiches. And most of all, follow your passion. Thanks, guys. 